Well, I, I don't want you guys to get too excited because we are only like four weeks into our um, Pass the Mic series, but what I want to talk about has nothing to do with the fact that I'm a woman. And it has nothing to do with the fact that I'm only just starting to get to an age where the church is starting to think, hey, you might have something worthwhile to say. It's got nothing to do with <laughs> So just lower your expectations a bit. Okay, actually what I want to talk about is Psalm 37.4. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he will give you the desires and secret petitions of your heart. Which is lovely. But before we kind of get into it, I want to clarify what I want to, what definition I want to use for, you know, desires and secret petitions. So I don't know what the original language was actually trying to convey because I couldn't be bothered looking it up. But <laughs> what I'm talking about tonight in terms of desires is the kind of thing you'd see in the mirror of Erised. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? No. Oh, muggles. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. So, uh, in Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, there's this featured magical artifact called the mirror of Erised. And when you look in it, you see in your reflection, um, your single deepest desire, which, you know, for an orphan who's just suffered through 11 straight years of emotional abuse, um, he sees his parents alive and with him and loving and it's all very touching and heartbreaking. And Anyway, that's, that's the level of, of desire that I'm talking about. I'm not talking about avarice. I'm not talking about, okay, so, like, I really want to be the next Kazuo Ishiguro and, like, completely revolutionize revolutionize literature and be knighted several times and I've only written seven books and the few adaptations of those books are like perfect adaptations because <laughs> I am the Jedi master. No, I'm not talking about that. <laughs> talking about the, uh, the desires that, that drive you and kind of compel you down the path that you end up being on. So yeah, Psalm 37.4. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he will give you the desires and secret petitions of your heart. Well, my first interpretation of that, and please forgive me because I was incredibly young, was face value, which means you get a, oh, you didn't get the thing that you wanted. Well, I guess you weren't delighting yourself in the Lord, were you? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I grew out of that pretty quickly. And so I came to a more rich interpretation that's kind of along the lines of, you know, when you're delighting yourself in the Lord, what you want for you is going to start to look an awful lot like what God wants for you. And there's nothing inherently wrong with that as an interpretation, I think, although there are others. But I've kind of struggled with the application because I know that I pretend otherwise, but I know I'm an incredibly flawed human being. <laughs> I know that I'm going to want things that aren't good for me and I know I'm going to be going in the exact opposite direction of the one I should be going in. I know, hang on, where's my notes? Yeah, basically I know what I'm gonna want for myself is sometimes gonna come out of selfish desires. I know that sometimes I am Jonah. So as an example, um, 
March 2011, I, out of the blue, with no outside prompting from any major event that might have happened in the north portion of Japan, I decided I wanted to go and live there after I graduated university. And so at the end of that university year, I did an internship at the school where my mum worked when she was there and yeah it was a great time and they loved me because hello and <laughs> at the end of that you know it was all positive the people in charge were like yeah like come back it's gonna be great and then I contacted the the school um, in about May the following year and I was like so I'm hoping to move to Japan at the end of the year is it worth applying for a job with you guys and I'm paraphrasing, but what they said was, you're like not American, that's a problem. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like, excuse me, we speak better English than you. <laughs> I was very rebellious and nothing like the well put together person you see before you. Anyway, so I ended up applying for the JET program and well, that was a bust to put it. Frankly, I wasn't even allowed to get feedback from my interview, but anyway. So clearly, clearly I am Jonah. Clearly I'm constantly going in the wrong direction, constantly wanting things that I just shouldn't be wanting. Um, oh, that's my default assumption, constantly. Never, ever do I think that I could be Nehemiah. Um, you know, I, the reason I want something is because God's already, you know, wanting me to do it. Never. That's never the case. And it's a bit ridiculous. I mean, I know the reason I assume that I'm Jonah is because the times where I don't get the thing that I want, when I want them that badly, mirror of error said badly, it hurts when you don't get them. You want to know why I'm dead inside? It could be the very, because I didn't get those two jobs. Uh, or just anything. Anyway, so that's what I assume, which is ridiculous. Because for a start, God isn't cruel, you know, um, to borrow a Jesus analogy. If I ask my dad for an egg... Okay, he's going to be incredibly confused because I hate eggs and always have, and I'm 27 and I can get my own eggs, but <laughs> he's certainly not going to give me a scorpion and say, there you go, get that into you. Yeah. That's not my dad. If I ask mum for a fish, once again, I really don't like fish, so she's going to be confused, but she's not going to say, here's a king brown, darling, just for you. No, that's not my mum. There is no universe where she gives me a king brown instead of a fish. It just doesn't exist. And yet... I can expect something from two incredibly, incredibly flawed human beings with incredibly limited resources that I struggle to expect of God, which is if you have the power to give me something that I desperately want, the, a, a desire that has driven me and pushed me on the path that I'm currently on, that's how much I want it. I can expect that if my parents had the power to give it to me, they would, but I struggle to expect that God will. <laughs> sure why and it could be because part of me is still hanging on to that initial interpretation of that passage you know the whole like well I mustn't be delighting in the Lord enough 
uh, it could be that. It could just be because I routinely put more faith in my ability to mishear God than I do in God's ability to effectively communicate with me. Could be a combination. Could be something else entirely. I really don't know. Um, but, I mean, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires and secret petitions of your heart. Not the object of your desire or the secret petition of your heart. What if it's really much more simple and he's just given us the desire because it would be insane to be like, I want this human being to do these things and this is the, like, this is the plan A for them. But he gives us lets us have completely different desires. Our defining character traits are like completely in the wrong direction of the way he wants us to go. That doesn't sound like God. That sounds stupid and he's not stupid, surely. So what if, you know, what if this time I'm not Jonah? What if I'm not Zechariah? What if I'm not Barak in Judges 4? So scared of you know, the thing God wants me to do that I'm willing to compromise and compromise and compromise until the victory goes to someone else. What if I am Nehemiah this time? Which is something I struggle with. But what if I am? Why, what if I start assuming, and what if we all start assuming that we're Nehemiah? Or Elisha? You know, when Elijah keeps saying, go back, go back, go back. He's like, nope, I'm going on. What if, because I have to make a Narnia reference, um, what if I'm Jill and Eustace at the beginning of the silver chair and the only reason I'm calling to Aslan is because he was calling to me. 